help my DTC grow. Strategies and quick wins that build up 8-figure DTC brands. How could DTC brands increase retention with loyalty programs? Ellie brings a wealth of experience to the table, having started her career in e-commerce as a market research consultant for major retailers like Amazon, Walmart and Macy's, and later expanding her work as a consultant for DTC brands. In her current role at Yotpo, Ellie is focused on understanding the needs of end customers and helping Yotpo provide the best solutions for brand growth and revenue. You will get the answers for the following questions. How to use loyalty programs to increase retention? How to start with retention and what are the necessary steps and strategies? How to maintain a good relationship with your customers and how to be more human-like? How to get customers to spend more? How could you connect user experiences in a way that they want to engage more with your brand? And of course, I'm here to help your DTC brand grow, so I asked all my favorite questions at the end. Books to read, mistakes to avoid, quick growth tips and tools to use. Now let's get ready! How long you've been at Yotpo? I've been at Yotpo for um, almost three years now. I started on our customer success team, working with like our like SMB plus mid-market brands. And then I moved to our product marketing team, overseeing our platform, the Yapo platform. So like all of the connected experiences between reviews and loyalty and SMS and subscription. So that's my role now. Hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a strategical overview point of view that you have. Yeah, what how we kind of describe it is like bringing like the um, customer voice to the product and then the product voice to the customer. So it's two parts. It's really understanding like what do our customers need from us from a product perspective? And then once we build something within product, how do we communicate it properly to uh, make sure that our customers are actually seeing value from the features that we've built? It's a hard position to be in. Yeah, I mean, we definitely interface with a lot of different areas of the organization. It's a lot of work with like our sales and AM team, um, a lot of work with product, a lot of work with customer success. So there's a lot of different um, people that we're working with on a daily basis. And how often you speak with customers? I would say I speak with customers usually at least once a day. Yesterday I had like three really great conversations with partners um, to kind of talk about their challenges of uh, going into the new year in terms of like retaining customers, acquiring customers. So it's pretty often versus where I was in customer success, where it was 100% in customer success. I would say now it's probably about 25 to 30% of my role. What were the main problems that they face in the DTC world? It's a good question. I mean, there's lots of different uh, challenges that people are facing, especially like for COVID in the last couple of years. I know like, you know, shipping costs and delays, that was always a huge, you know, concern uh, in stock issues. But I think like the number one thing that people really have expressed to us is how difficult and expensive it is to acquire customers. And then on the backside of that, becoming profitable uh, and retaining revenue by retaining those customers. So I think it's twofold of like this issue of acquisition being really difficult and super expensive. And then also having the retention side of things too. So being able to uh, retain those customers. Yeah, acquiring new customers will be hard 
in this recession, in this incoming recession, but also maybe retention plays a, a secondary role. Um, how, how could it be in the first place for brands? Yeah, definitely. So I think like in the last couple of years, we've seen a huge shift of the e-commerce market. So really starting even before COVID, we started to see like brands like Casper and Wayfair start to spend so much on acquisition. Like we were seeing, you know, media and uh, a lot of like interviews about like how just how complex their acquisition uh, strategies were a lot of spend on Facebook and Google and YouTube, etc. However, with the beginning of COVID and really like the catalyst for, you know, accelerating e-commerce growth, plus privacy changes on the Apple side, it became too expensive to focus only on acquisition. So like in the last year, we saw Facebook ad costs increase by, um, I think it's like 89%, Google and YouTube by 108% and TikTok by like 92%. So it's no longer sustainable to just focus on acquisition again with those privacy changes. So we're seeing that brands are now needing to have that same sort of effort and energy that they were having on acquisition, now focusing on retention. The big question is like, how do you keep those customers that you spent so much to acquire? And how could you start with retention? What are the necessary steps and strategies for increasing that? I think it's a great question. Um, I think you first really need to understand like what retention looks like for your for the brand itself like so what do those numbers look like today so for example like do you know what your average customer lifetime value is how about repeat purchase rate um, or recurring purchase rate average order value having a good pulse check on like what are those numbers identifying weak spots potentially in those numbers as well as strengths is a really good place to start and then you can build a strategy of like what type of engagements what type of maybe tech partners do you need to lean towards? Where are the areas of strength as well? And then where are your areas of weakness? So for example, you might see that you have a set of customers who are extremely loyal that are purchasing, you know, four or five or six times. Do you have a plan to reward them? Do you have a plan to make sure that you are looking at those customers that have really high repeat purchase rate? in finding ways to ensure that they continue to come back to you. Or maybe you have a significant group of customers that have only purchased one time. Do you have a separate plan, like a separate strategy for those customers and trying to get them back just to make that second purchase? Looking at kind of, again, like what what is the data telling you? What specifically do you need to work on? And oftentimes it's not going to be the same strategy for all of your different customer segments. I get a little bit confused about apps on Shopify. Sure. Which one to use like for additional tech solutions to increase retention? There are quadrillion of apps there. You are correct. So there's so many apps on the Shopify store. Um, I mean, there's literally thousands, like you said. Um, so it can be really overwhelming. I think understanding what you need, like what makes sense for your brand and kind of doing that audit along with what sort of stats you have related to retention is a really good idea. What I will say, there's a few that like after working with um, direct-to-consumer brands for the last uh, six, seven years, one of the key things that I would recommend is having a couple different buckets. So one bucket is 
social proof. You need reviews on your site. Um, this really should be a given. There's a lot of different solutions here, but having like someone else, like your past purchasers speak on behalf of you and seeing that UGC on your site of, you know, this is the product that I purchased and I loved it and I use it for this. Like someone else telling that story is so important. So definitely reviews. Like I mentioned, like having a way to specifically reward your customers that have purchased like four, five, six times is super important because you want to create that relationship with them. So having a loyalty program is super important. There's a lot of different providers that um, provide loyalty programs as well. One of the other key things is ways to communicate with your customers. So um, previously, you know, we've seen that primarily happen over email, but SMS needs to be a must and within your strategy as well. So ideally you have a few different ways to communicate with your customers, but I think from like a reviews perspective, it's super important loyalty. And then as well as that uh, engagement um, solutions as well. From there, once you decide, okay, here's the type of tech partners I want to look at, you have to look at what makes sense for you. Like how much customization is required. Maybe you are a small team, so you want something that's pretty ready out of the box versus maybe you're a bigger team that has more resources and you want to have more complex setup. Try to identify the tech partners based on kind of where they're at, how they're going to meet you um, and, you know, read reviews on the Shopify um, app store as well. I think one thing also, especially if you are like a smaller team or you have, uh, you know, you're wearing multiple hats within your organization or your brand. One of the things that would be really um, uh, important and I think also really helpful from a time savings perspective, but also to get the most out of your tech partners that you do choose is Try to find a partner that has integrated solutions or like multiple solutions under one house. So if you identify that you need a reviews um, solution, a loyalty program, and then a way to communicate with your customers via email or SMS, um, you know, not just to, to plug Yapo, but um, really that's what we're here to serve is to provide our partners with integrated solutions and having all those products under one house. So you have a really great merchant experience um, of having everything kind of sit in one place, but also you're able to provide like more seamless experiences for your customers because those technologies are all connected in the back end. I know that it's hard to believe that one app will give my all results in, in retention, but I know that it's not a one size fits all game and putting it action, it's far more complex than it seems. But could you tell me what are the issues that DTC brands need to clarify before they jump right into building retention? There's a couple different things. So being able to, like I mentioned earlier, like look at um, like what your data is telling you today. Again, like maybe your average order value is lower than you need it to be from a margins perspective. Like, is that something that you need to focus on? Or maybe you do a really great job at acquiring customers, but you are struggling with getting them to come back for the for that second purchase. Depending on the industry you're in and the type of products that you're selling, like that's going to look a little bit different for every brand. Obviously, a furniture company is not going to have like need to look at the exact same metrics as someone who sells like skincare products, for example. But I think, again, understanding like 
what your data is telling you, and then also looking at, okay, what are our KPIs, what are our goals, and what's going to ultimately get us there. I think another thing that is super important, especially in the market today, and something that like I really encourage a lot of these brands to, to think about is how are you handling post-purchase engagements? How are you handling that relationship that you have with your customer? So doing an audit of understanding like all the different touch points and the customer journey that your customers have with your brand today. So what does that initial welcome series look like on SMS? What does an abandoned cart message look like? What does a welcome flow after a purchase or like a, a shipping confirmation, text or email? What does it look like after they make their second purchase? And I think having a more personalized experience and understanding where are you meeting the customer and what do they need from you is really important as well. So trying to humanize that journey and add more personalization to it, whether that is including things like, let's say you launch that loyalty program, like how many points the customer has in a text or letting them know that they just leveled up to a new VIP tier or let's say that they, um, you ask them for a review and they leave a review um, that's not so, uh, not so great. Maybe they leave a one or two star review. What type of message are you sending them after that? It can't just be like, a, here's 20% off promo um, that you might send in a campaign to all customers. Like you need to figure out ways that you can automate a lot of these personalization elements, but also think really strategically of like, what is this customer segment? who's purchased five times need versus someone who's just purchased once. I know that you did a survey with uh, 57 users about retention. What are the key takeaways and what was surprising for you? Yeah, I think like one of the things that was most surprising to us was that 52% of the brands said they are focused more on retention this year, but over 40% haven't actually made any changes to their retention strategy. And despite that, 70% said their retention rate has either stayed the same or gotten worse in the past year. So what that told us is that like brands know that retention is important. They just don't know how to necessarily go about it or how to do it. It's very complex, like retention... Um, strategies are difficult. There's a lot of complexities because you have customers who are different cycles um, within their journey with you and different levels of a relationship, but you need to figure out a way to kind of deliver that at scale, deliver that personalization at scale and deliver those touch points at scale. But unfortunately, like what we hear when we speak with brands is that a lot of brands don't have the bandwidth or they have so much data. They have so much zero party and first party data from their e-commerce platform, from their um, email service provider. Maybe they have a separate CDP. They have their Google Analytics. Like there's so much data. So being able to actually leverage that data to build that retention strategy is really difficult. But figuring out a way to connect those as much as possible is really where like we see the solution to building out those, that really complex retention strategy. And how to have a holistic view of retention tracking. So what are the metrics that I need to follow? Or do I need to follow just like one metric, like customer lifetime value or repeat purchase rate? When we ask brands how they're measuring retention, the vast majority, we're looking at repeat purchase rates. So around 70, 75%. And that's super important. Uh, that repeat purchase rate is really important, but it doesn't tell the entire story. 
So brands need to be looking at things like how long it took a customer to make a second or third order. Was it a few days or was it a few months um, before they made that order? What sort of touch points were causing that next purchase or that third purchase. Also looking at what their churn rate is too. So what percentage of their customers only buy once and never return? That's going to be a good health indicator as well. And then it's important to look at like what they're purchasing, um, of course, too. I think that's an added layer that um, would be really interesting, especially if you're thinking about expanding your product set, but looking at how often they buy. So how many purchases within maybe a year time period, what that average order value is, Um, And then being able to calculate that lifetime value. So thinking about like, are the majority of your customers repeat buyers or they here just for a deal and they forget about you? Um, Like, what can you do to kind of nurture that relationship? So these are all really important questions and metrics that um, you should be looking at. How how could a DTC brand who has just one product could maintain this uh, retention rate product strategy like has to really go hand in hand with like how you are uh, messaging with your customers and how you're building out this retention strategy something that we are seeing a ton of in the market now but we we really expect will continue to grow is subscriptions so subscriptions are a really great way to ensure that you have that really strong customer lifetime value you have a really good like predictor of what your order volume is going to look like on a month-to-month basis and what that repeat purchase rate is. So if you have, you know, one product that's being typically purchased maybe every 30, 45 days, like setting up, up subscriptions is a really great way to make sure that you're honing in with like your customer base and guaranteeing that you're going to have like strong repeat purchase rate. Yapo has recently released a subscription platform as well. And I think something that whether it's with Yapo or another provider, when you're looking at subscriptions that you need to ask whether it is Yapo or Recharge or Order Groove or what what other subscription player in the market with working with Shopify, you need to ask them what type of flows and engagements do they allow for their customers to to have so like how are the customers engaging with their subscriptions we find that customers want that control about their subscriptions so even if it's the ability to like skip a subscription for a month or push it back a week or cancel their subscription we find that even giving those offerings of like having that option tends to keep customers uh, subscribing even longer. So I think subscriptions is a really great way. We have a few partners that we work with that really only sell like maybe one or two items and subscriptions is huge for them, but also a loyalty program is huge for them too. So rewarding points for their purchases on a month to month basis and allowing them to redeem Um, maybe it's every six purchase, they have enough points to redeem. Like that's a really great way to help guarantee that um, really strong repeat purchase rate as well. Yeah. And it's a, it's a great way to make a subscription. Like uh, I could skip one or two of them because otherwise I would be so annoyed. Um, How how could I maintain this kind of uh, relationship, this customer engagement with, uh, with customers without annoying the hell out of them? Yeah, definitely. I think this is a like a really common like question that we receive. So like we hear oftentimes like, are we overwhelming our customers if we're sending them like an email campaign and an SMS campaign or like how much is too much uh, touch points? 
I think what the really like antidote to that question is personalization. I mentioned it earlier, but having like very personalized touch points with customers as often as possible will really help you avoid that like that annoyance feeling or like that bad customer experience that your end customer might have. So if someone's opening a text and it says like, you know, hey, um, and addresses them by their name and says, did you know you have 300 points um, in your in the loyalty program? Um, we just, you know, restocked this product that you were looking at. You can take $15 off of this product by purchasing today um, through your redemptions. Like that's such a personalized text that the customer is going to be not annoyed because it feels so tailored. It doesn't feel like a blast all, like one size fits all. So I think that personalization is super important. And we also, I, we ran the retention survey, but we also do consumer surveys too. So we did a brand loyalty survey earlier this year, and um, more than 83% of the consumers said they uh, are more inclined to shop with brands that share their values too. And for Gen Z, it's even higher than that, over 90%. So I think like humanizing your values and, and sharing them, whether it's by email or SMS or on your site or any sort of other like outside of e-com um, events or influencers that you work with, like having those values show through, but then also having that really strong personalization element and using that data that you have so much of to tailor those communications, sending the right message at the right time is super important. So you mentioned data that I need to view. And also we spoke about retention, but how could I not annoy my customers and not just not annoy them, but how to have a good relationship with our customers and how to be more human-like, like a friend who is offering them something. So I think this comes back to like what happens after, like, of course, like throughout all of your touch points and all of your communications, you want to sound really on brand. So like, do you have a lighter voice um, uh, like for with your brand? Like make sure that is present in all of the different touch points so that your customer feels a consistent message throughout. I think also um, asking for reviews. So like asking a customer like, hey, you just purchased this product. How are you liking it? And asking questions around how they're using the product, more about them as well. So, um, you know, maybe how old they are or did they purchase this as a gift or did the size fit them correctly? Like asking those questions um, and then displaying those reviews for other consumers to see, but also responding to reviews too. So you have the like opportunity to, if you're posting reviews, like respond to them, um, engage with um, customers, engage with them on social media too, like encourage like sharing of photos of product or tagging um, in social media. Um, and then from a text perspective too, I think SMS is a really great way to have more human-like conversations as well. Because it's like, it's pretty personal, like having that, like it's in their iMessage or it's in their message app, like being able to connect with them directly there is naturally going to be more human-like. So as much as you can tailor those um, types of touch points, um, that will really be helpful. At the end of the day, it is important to have uh, revenue 
So how to get customers to spend more? So how could I connect their experiences in a way that they want to engage more with my brand? Well, like you said, connecting everything as much as possible to make sure that you're sending the right message at the right time. So if someone, if you have a loyalty program and they have enough points to redeem, like setting that automated uh, email or SMS to go out of like, hey, you have enough points to redeem. So really being timely and having as much automated and having that customer journey mapped out as much as possible, but also um, creating options for more engagements as well. So through the loyalty program, you can incentivize things like um, filling out a, a survey so you can learn more about your customer or following on social, having like those uh, automated and tailored like card abandonment messages as well. So like, again, Let's say you have a customer who is, um, you know, browsing your site, adds a few things to the cart, they abandon, but you know that they're also a loyalty member. Being able to condition those messages to tailor to someone who's an um, engaged loyalty member who has enough points to redeem and letting them know, hey, you have um, 200 points to take $10 off these purchases that are are these items that are sitting in your cart purchased today. So really like leveraging all that you know about that customer for product recommendations, for cart abandonment tailoring, for loyalty engagements um, is really going to be powerful from a conversion standpoint. And if I'm new to Yotpo, how could I use Yotpo? Like how could I start with it as an e-commerce brand or a DTC brand? Understanding kind of what you need. If it really, if you need to work on retention, then understanding, like learning from reaching out to Yotpo, um, whether it's just starting by downloading one of our apps on Shopify or, you know, putting in a demo request on our site. Like if it is from a retention standpoint, we would highly recommend um, meeting with one of our consultants to learn a little bit more about like, what are your strengths? What are your challenges? And what um, products or solutions make sense from a Yotpo standpoint? Maybe it is our product suite if you're starting from the ground up or maybe you have disconnected solutions right now and want to have everything connected, then, you know, let's chat about what our platform solutions can um, do for you based on your challenges. Reviews is also a, a great way to start to like start getting that start, start building that relationship through asking for reviews, um, of course, too, if that's like the kind of the first toe in the water, the oppo water, um, we see that pretty often as well. I get that you are working with customers and also on the product side. What was the most exciting example that you saw that somebody used Yotpo in a rather difficult way or, or interesting way. I recently just did a case study with this sportswear, like athleisure um, brand LSKD. They have site in Australia as well as um, in the U.S. And after working a year of working with um, Yapo, they saw their customer lifetime value double. So really powerful way to use the Yapo platform. They're super transparent about the type of feedback that they receive from customers and th that they collect from customers. They engage their loyalty program often at almost every touch point. They power SMS kind of as their heart of their communication and the heart of their retention strategy and had really big payoff. And last but not least, I want to give some seeds and nutrition for DTC brands to grow. And there is four questions that I'm usually asking from my guests. The first question would be that uh, what books or influencers or, or blogs would you recommend to read, follow or learn 
as a DCC brand? We have a ton of uh, resources on the Yapo site. We have a retention playbook that I think is a really great place to start to kind of understand, okay, how am I doing um, related to these retention goals? Further reading of our retention survey as well, I think is um, really powerful. There's some really great reports if you just uh, Google um, from McKinsey and Forrester about retention and this um, play of like how much customer acquisition costs have increased in the last year in two years that I think are are super interesting. And then, of course, your podcast. (laughs) Ah, Thanks. Nobody said that before. (laughs) Uh, The second question is, uh, what is the biggest mistake that DTC brands could make? The single biggest mistake? The single biggest mistake is only focusing on acquisition, not having any sort of post-purchase strategy in place. Mm, Great. Great and short answer. My third one would be that, could you tell me your quick growth tip related to DTC brands? Asking for SMS subscribers, having omni-channel SMS subscription um, capabilities, QR codes in store if you have stores or stickers on your products to subscribe for SMS, All obviously all the on-site subscriber collection tools at checkout, pop-ups, um, et cetera. And my last question would be that, what tools do DTC brands would use to grow? Yeah, I think um, uh, Yapo for sure. Like we have really great best in class reviews collection tool and display tool uh, loyalty programs that connect with SMS and reviews um, and uh, subscriptions. I think if you're looking for best in class products, but also having everything sit under one house, it's really the best solution. Could you say that uh, some tools that you are integrated with and have a good connection? Besides Optimonk, of course. In terms of key integrations, we integrate with all major tech players, Clavio, HubSpot. We have integrations being built constantly. So really, like, I think it's a great thing to ask your Yapo representative of like, here's this tools that I'm already using. We have a really amazing integration with Shopify and Shopify Plus, of course, too. Okay. Thanks, Ellie, for accepting our call. Of course. Thank you so much. And don't forget to try these tips today. For more seeds and nutrition, stay tuned for the next episode.